this is this is gonna be a disaster, Katie. Like those baby pictures are gonna look like Edward Scissorhands got into a fight with Michael. <laughs> I mean, if it get, if it gets that bad, we'll just shave it off. But like you know, we, I, I at least want to try to save the hair. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, oh, man, boy. Godspeed. I wish you guys nothing but luck. Oh yeah, <clears throat> bless my hands. <laughs> Uh, so you know what could be, you know, the ultimate, uh, the good strategy for haircut uh-huh. if if it doesn't go well. Uh huh. This isn't where I thought. Okay. Just go, just go the Jack route. You know, Jack's uh. got a great haircut, fully bald, just boom. <laughs> put a couple tattoos on there. Do those at home too. What the hell? Yeah, we get some. Uh, what do they call them? Pokin stick tattoos. Oh yeah. Oh god. I mean, why not get a Pogan stick tattoo on your head if you already have a full head of hair? Like, no one else is going to see it. Fuck it. The world's ending. Fucking coronavirus. That's all. Just mayhem. Yeah, I'll just tattoo my name with a safety pen and some Sharpie ink. That'd be great. Oh, boy. All right. Well, um, we're talking about Mass Effect 2 today. (laughs) What, what What a transition. Oh, goodness. Oh, fuck. Um, so. Mass Effect 2, companion review. We have been doing a bunch of these. What did we do? We started with Dragon Age Origins, right? Uh, Yeah, we've done Origins 2, Andromeda, and Mass Effect this one. is the fourth one. Oh, Mass Effect 1, and then this is the, the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I hope everyone's enjoying these just because like I'm, we're kind of using it as filler because I'm so busy with baby stuff, I can't be asked to think of topics. So... <laughs> I really enjoy doing them, and I think based on the the numbers, if you really want to read into that, they seem to do okay compared to other episodes, honestly. Okay, good. So I ho- enjoy yourselves, guys. <laughs> um, with that said, we have so many characters to get to, and Katie and I were talking about this before we started. We kind of have to go a little quick, um, as much as we would like to indulge and take... I've noticed we always take super long on the first person. We do, yeah. Which is kind of... And then we go, oh shit, we're behind, and we start to hurry up. So, in the interest of time... We are going to truncate a few characters. I know. I'm sorry. We're going to relegate certain characters to not have like a full discussion um, just because it's going to take us probably an hour and a half anyway, even with this. So uh, the DLC characters, Kasumi and Zaid, uh, are not going to have full discussion. And also Morinth, who we decided to include generally because she does potentially replace Samara, uh, we're not going to do full discussion there, and we're probably going to do like a somewhat truncated discussion for Legion, just because he's only really there towards the end of the game. Right. Uh, why don't we, because we always take too long for the uh, people we start with, why don't we start with those people? That way we can just get them out of the way. Oh, that is a fantastic idea. Okay, so, uh, Kasumi, <laughs> should I should I just jump in? Well, I guess for Kasumi, it has to be my rating, right? Because you said you'd never yeah. played her DLC? I have not played her DLC yet, no. I actually have it. Uh, that's a long story I'm not going to get into. But uh, thank you for the person who donated money for that. Uh, I have not actually played it yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. So I'm... Um, I love these characters. I mean, I don't think that they're bad characters. I want people to realize we're not going to like short them on the ratings just because we're giving them shortened discussion. Mm-hmm. So what do, what do you give Kasumi? Um, I give Kasumi a five overall for character. I would give her... Well, you can't really romance her. So you can't romance her. Playability, she... Gets a three, and then not great. yeah, okay. not great for sure. And then for execution, <laughs> uh, I'd give her a four. Um, really, my only thought on Kasumi is she's super squishy. She's basically worthless for combat. Her mm-hmm. abilities are cool. She has this sort of she disappears, cloaks, goes behind someone, hits them, and then cloaks back. Um, it's it's a very good ability. I like getting her loyalty just so I can sort of steal that one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, she dies way too quick. And conceptually, she is an interesting concept as a thief. And like just her whole backstory is very interesting. Um, she just doesn't have a lot of time on screen, pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so Wait. we have... Oh, you know what? I got to actually keep track of this because I have the spreadsheet open. Oh, yeah. Your spreadsheet, man. So we're giving her a five, a three, and a four. Uh, for Zaid, um, he's going to get, a, as much as I hate to do it, three overall for character. You can't romance him. Gets a solid five on playability and execution. I'll also give him a five. So <laughs> the reason why I give him low, basically, this is my main thought on Zaid. He's just a bit generic, right? Like, I give him a three on, on the overall character just because he's a merc. Like, I get it. Yeah. He's, he's a somewhat complicated merc, blah, blah, blah. He's got a backstory and a rivalry with the guy who started the Blue Suns with him, etc., etc. But he's still a hired gun. Conceptually, he kind of does feel like a DLC character a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Great tank. Uh, his <clears throat> Inferno Grenade, very useful, very powerful. Another good one to steal via the loyalty power borrowing thing. And I think his saving grace is the acting. Uh, the acting is really quite strong. And so even though he's a bit of a boring concept, when you hear him talk about his backstory, you're riveted by the voice. Fantastic voice. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll pretty much echo that. Uh, I almost want to give maybe a little, like once one point lower in execution, just because like, I mean, the voice is good. It, it just, it, it, I don't remember him. He wasn't memorable compared to everybody else. And it just was like, ah, you're, you're a merc. I, he did something wrong. I don't even remember what it was. You know, like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It, it, it just, it, 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 was, it wasn't standout. So, uh, yeah, I guess so. Whatever your score was, I already forgot what you said, but one point lower in execution for me. Okay, four on an execution. What do you give him for playability and an overall? Uh, playability, I don't remember him being bad, so I'm going to copy your score. Okay, give him a five. Yeah. And uh, that's about it. <laughs> I, I gave him I gave him a three overall. So I guess I'm going two. You're going to go two? Yeah. Oh, man, so Zaid takes a two. Okay, so we've got... We got. I agree. He does. He was that one where even when I wanted to bring him more, if I kind of forgot to bring him for a while, I'm like, eh, it's not worth having him instead of Garrus or somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, next up, let's talk about Morinth, um, who is basically the replacement for Samara if you choose a particular choice in Samara's loyalty quest. Mm-hmm. Um, they have all the same powers, right? Yeah. No, they have all the same powers except for one. Morinth has a unique power. Um, but otherwise she is basically just not Samara. She wears Samara's armor. Like the face model is different if you really look at it, but they look very similar and she's in Samara's clothes. So she's basically ends Mm -hmm. up being like Samara. Uh, I only did this once. No, not only once, maybe a couple of times I've done this with Morris just to kind of see what would happen. I, I think that having an Ardat Yakshi in your party is interesting but Morinth herself other than the creepy like I want to bone you slash kill you vibe she's just kind of one note so I give her a four overall um playability crap I guess it kind of depends on what I give Samara I guess I'm gonna give I guess I'm gonna give Morinth a five because I would give Samara at least a four Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give Morinth a five because that one ability is actually pretty dope again it's actually worth getting her just to steal it it's a really powerful it's kind of like reeve but it's better Mm -hmm. than reeve um and then on execution 
I kind of actually give her a. I give it a four. <clears throat> okay, I I never I never had her, so I'm just basing this on YouTube videos. I I would agree, like what you said, that she's kind of one note where um she like it's a cool idea to like you know have that type of character um but yeah it's just she's constantly flirting with you and says let's have sex maybe maybe it'll work this time i like i like the fact that you do get the choice to sleep with her and then uh you die (laughs) yes you get a game over screen i thought that was brilliant would that would we count this as a romance or no oh fuck you're right Damn, okay. I mean, technically speaking, at least as far as Mass Effect goes, you would have to kind of count that. Well, here's the thing. Could we count some... Do we count Samara as a romance? Now, you... I think... I know there's some sort of, like, flirty thing, but I only remember it really being in Mass Effect 3. Is there much in 2? Oh, that's right. You can kiss her in 3, right? Yeah. So you're right. No, in 2, it's more... Yeah, you're right. In 2, it's a no-go. Okay. Okay, so not for two, maybe for three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, Morinth. Yeah, I think we should give her a rating on romance. Okay. Uh, well, let me Okay, let me catch up with your scores. For for character, I think she is, like, I like the idea, um, but she's a little bit one note, so I would actually go with three. Um, Did I give execution- her a three or a four? I don't remember what you gave her. I'm giving her a three. But- <laughs> okay. <laughs> for um, playability, I never had her, so I'm just going to copy your score. Okay. Um, and then for execution, I think I'm still going to be a three. Cause I don't like, from what I saw, I didn't think it was bad. It's just like, you know, it's not much there. I mean, it, it, it was definitely like, we know you guys can choose this. So we're going to put something there, but like, it's going to be an unpopular choice. We're not going to put that hard. It's, it's a low four for me. Like I still treat four as the, like the neutral, like that true neutral score. Mm-hmm. I almost gave it a three because she does get a little like it's a she lays it on a little thick with like the I'm a dangerous seductress kind of like it gets a little cliche, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not the worst. So I give it a four, but I totally it's a low four for me. Yeah. Now for for <clears throat> romance, I I'm torn because it's almost like a meme romance. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm I'm torn. She's somewhere between a two and a six for me because I think. It's, <laughs> It's so interesting to me that, like, you could say on the one hand, like, this is so awesome that you could have the worst romance ever and it literally kills you. Um, Or, you know, that's or you could think this is so stupid. Why would they even include this? I'm so torn also. Okay, I'll I'll say this because technically, if you do choose to sleep with her, it's a non-canon route unless you just stop playing the game and never touch it again. So it's it's technically never happens to Shepard. So I I this is a really dumb reasoning, but based on that, I'm gonna go with a three because I I like the idea, but it's like it's, it doesn't you know it doesn't work <laughs> in the story. It was definitely just like a joke. Can I um, can I offer this counter? Okay. I think you're I think okay. that's a really smart way that you're thinking of it. I hadn't thought about the non-canon aspect of it. But let's introduce this as a counterpoint. Okay. Mass Effect 2 has an ending that is clearly a non-canon ending because Shepard can also die. I mean, do we True. do we say that the ending of Mass Effect 2 isn't well executed because it includes a non-canon option? But there but there are canon options available. <clears throat> she doesn't have a, a, a 
you know, a canon option to her romance. To her romance, right. Her, her, your yeah. only canon option with how you deal with her <clears throat> is not to sleep with her. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's where I'm coming from. Okay. That's a good bring. That's a good bring. So you're going three. Okay. So yeah. we're going to go three I, on that one. That being said, I I love that they added that, and I think it's great. And it, it, tr- if I wasn't taking this as seriously, I would definitely give it like the seven because it's hilarious. Here's what I think: even though it's non-canon, <laughs> like I feel like I feel obliged because we've done a whole episode on on romances, and I was all about like do stuff that's outside the box, like do stuff that's weird mm-hmm. and different. I feel like if I don't stand for this now, then I'm a hypocrite. So I'm gonna give it a five. All right, I respect that. I like <clears throat> I like the weird non-canon bullshit. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, right. bam, three characters, 15 minutes out of the gate. Look at us. Woo! Uh, now everyone else tells... Okay, uh, now, Liara was only in Shadow Broker, right? That's that's true, and we don't actually have Liara on here. Do we add her or no? Because it was only in the DLC. <sighs> and it, like, it, it wasn't like you could bring her around for the rest of the game. It was just the DLC. Um, look, I think we have to include her. If we're including... You know, well, but here's the thing. All those other characters like Kasumi, you can bring with you after. Now, I will say we did include Talus. That's right. And Talus cannot come with you after her DLC. So, but in order to be consistent, we have to include Liara. All right. With Liara. So quickly, th- uh, that might break some of the code, but we'll deal with it later. Um. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to do Liara. Um, I guess we should just do Liara quick like we did the other ones. Yeah. I, I also did not play this DLC. So this is all you, man. Oh, snap. Okay, well, it's only one of the greatest DLCs in the history of BioWare. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It is the go-to Mass Effect 2 DLC, and I would argue it's right up there with Citadel for three overall, so oh, okay. um, it's a fantastic one. Uh, Liara, in this DLC, goddamn, holy shit, she's so good. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. I mean, now this is this is really... Fuck it, she's a seven. Uh, character All right. o- overall, character seven. Um, do I rate her romance if you romanced her? Is there any romance bits in there? Yeah, I mean, she, if you romanced her in one, she's she could be your canon romance, but it's it's just sort of a recognition of that fact at the beginning and the end. It's not like a romantic scene. Mm-hmm. I. I wouldn't count it then because we didn't count Talus's romance and it sounds like it has the same amount of content. Okay, so yeah, we won't do that. Um, playability, fucking beast mode as ever. She's a six. Um, mm-hmm. Execution. I think it's, I think it's you know, Allie Hillis near her best. If not, I mean, I'm very hesitant to give out another seven. I'll give her a six. So I give her a seven, six, six. I mean, she's fucking beast, to be honest. It is, it's so much fun to get to have Liara back. Just her as the shadow broker, this super powerful, like super in control person, especially compared to how she was in one. Mm. She's a mastermind. She's pulling all the strings, um, going to get the actual shadow broker. But clearly she's like ascending. She's passing up the the current one. And it's just freaking badass as all hell. Yeah, she's 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 peak um, peak Bioware, peak Mass Effect companion in this DLC. All right, I'm just going to copy your scores because I haven't played it, and that's, I did that with Kasumi, so it's only fair. Okay, but, so we uh, got to... Which, mean, which means uh, Mass Effect 2 Liara is going to be way up there in the, the rankings. <laughs> yeah, she really is. She's going to be a contender for best overall, which is going to be crazy considering the fact that she's DLC, but if I know if I know the rest of the Mass Effect fans who they're going to feel the same way about that DLC, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, okay, so then I guess we start kind of down the rest of the list, um, starting off with Jacob. All right, Jacob. Um, I mean, he was fine. He was just kind of like, there was other characters. It, it's one of those, like, there was more interesting characters for me, so, like, I focused on them more, and, like, Jacob was cool. He was whatever, but, like, I don't know. Just him and Miranda, I was like, eh, <laughs> I'm gonna go hang out with the aliens. <laughs> They were a little bit boring because it's, it's the same tried and true. Mass Effect has never broken from this pattern of give you two human companions at the start and then bring in the aliens later. They just never stop doing that. Yeah, and it's always a man and a woman. It's, it's in, they're always romanceable, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You, you, are, you are 100% right about that. Um, I mean... I, I like he. I, I would just go middle of the road here, like what we which is a four, I guess. Like I don't remember him being bad. I thought he was fine. Um, his romance, we're gonna have a debate when we get there. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. He was fine. Like I, I, I really have nothing to say on him. Okay. Um, so yeah. if you're going with the four, right down the middle of the road, I can respect yeah. that. Um, for me, Jacob is one of the most underappreciated characters in the entire franchise. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's like sky high great, but I do think that he's underappreciated. Um, I like the fact that he's working for Cerberus, and he is really kind of one of the only other characters who seems to be working for Cerberus in a believable, non-villainy, non-sort of like, you know prejudice sort of jingoistic way he's not he doesn't hate aliens he just Mm -hmm. he is sort of a a naturalistic maybe a little he's being a little bit naive by not being a little bit more perceptive of how evil the elusive man is at the beginning at least Mm -hmm. um but he is just one of those people who kind of got pulled into it because he's like hey what about humans are we are we sort of losing control within the galactic sphere but he is very dubious of of cerberus and of the elusive man and he says so he's way less of a puppet than miranda at the start um and if you continue and as the story continues on i think he is one of the ones who is sort of along with Shepard and saying yeah fuck the elusive man that's at some point you know Mm -hmm. um so i like jacob uh in that way i think he's practical and i i have done this with caden you know blackwall all of the guys that i perceive as just being kind of normal guys i like those fucking characters so <laughs> um, i mean yeah i'm gonna god damn i i didn't think i was gonna go this route but i'm gonna fucking stand for jacob a little bit and give him a five all right that's that's on you then um what say you for romance on jacob oh uh, see i know He's not a companion in three, right? So like, uh, he he's, shows he's up, not. A, he but, shows up, but he's not a companion, right? Yeah. So okay. Um, because we kind of do this with Morgan, I'm going to do this with him. Um, his romance, I think, is t- actually fine in Mass Effect. It's, it's like another one of those like cinnamon roll ones where like it's it's just kind of fine. Uh, but then what happens in three where he decides to break up with you and then have a kid with someone else? Like, is just so... Why would you do that? (laughs) Why would you make... Like, not that that's a bad character choice, but, like, from a player's standpoint, like, oh, God, like, he just leaves you, and Mm -hmm. I don't even think he really tells you that much. He's just like, oh, by the way, um, there's this other woman. uh, Oh, she's also pregnant. Uh... (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, and, and like, I, I know people have said this before, but I think there's something to be said. Like, the first character that does that in any Bioware game is unfortunately also the black guy. <laughs> so, I mean, people made that connection. That's true. They did. So I, it's it's just I I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So so what do you give him for score on romance? I, I see. I'm I'm torn because in Mass Effect two, it's not bad. It's just kind of like whatever. But then three, it's like, hey, what if we just forgot all about that? Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a three. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a three because in two it's fine. But then what they did in three was just. It just ruined it. <laughs> it just ruined it. Um, the first time I did a uh, Jacob romance, I was shocked. I, I thought it was so much better than than the way people had described it. I think there was so much attention put on that Mass Effect three plot mm-hmm. turn uh, that people have completely soured on the concept of a Jacob romance. I think I might leave a little bit more of this in the execution because I really think a lot of it is his acting. He really delivers on the acting scale of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just the acting. Like I like the fact that the 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 romance to me with Jacob felt a lot more naturalistic than some of the other romances did. Um, okay. Similar to the Caden route, but different. Caden's a little bit softer. I, I feel bad saying that, but Jacob's kind of more of a tougher guy. He's a little more of a straight shot, not so introspective Yeah. Um, as Caden. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. so I, I appreciated the sort of respect factor in that romantic arc. Do you know what I mean? Like he really admires um, Shepard and that's sort of like the basis for the romance, which I think is a really underused um, basis for romantic subplots when it's a when it's a male female with the protagonist is female. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we'd see more of that. So I really appreciate it. Uh, and from the aspect of the Mass Effect 3 thing, uh, I think that is one of the most overblown sort of fandom freak out things ever i i get it substantially i totally get the subjective aspect of it sucks because it feels like you're this character that you grew attached to sort of you know steps out on you but two things number one conceptually i actually love that i i agree that the execution was a little thin and that's sort of the frustrating part of it is that they didn't explain or give it more scenes or really give it the drama that it needed to really Mm -hmm. excel had they done that the concept of it i think is brilliant like, yeah, that, I I don't mind the concept again, but exactly what you said, I just don't think it was executed anywhere close to it being interesting. Um, and so that that would be my my one sort of pseudo defense of that. My other defense of that, which I'm sure will upset people a lot more, he didn't. I mean, he does step out on you, but it's sort of like you got if, if you look at it just canonically and you don't headcanon in anything else. You had a harrowing experience. You developed a bond, a friendship, a relationship. You had sex one time. And it's been like, what is it, like a year passes between that? Like, it wasn't a completely (laughs) dedicated, like, long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a short, well, it was a short-term relationship is the way that I would look at it. And so he moved on. He didn't really cheat on you. I mean, it w- we, you would have to headcanon in that they had a consistent, like, long-distance relationship this whole time, and you didn't know, which I guess is what players were doing in their head if they romanced Jacob. Mm-hmm. But canonically, that wasn't there. You had, a, you had kind of a fling during the events of mm-hmm. Mass Effect 2. He moves on. And the, thing that, the reason why I think it's a good character decision for Jacob is because, again, there is a little bit of that 
regular guy aspect to him. Like, he really feels like just a Marine who kind of got swept up into Cerberus and these grander galactic events. But he totally strikes me as the guy who at some point wants to settle down, get married, have a kid, and just sort of defend his his home front kind of a guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was actually a good character choice for Jacob. I actually give the romance a five. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I would have gone that high, given given what you said, but I, I I'll I'll respect your decision. So, uh, playability. Um, he is the human biotic, very much like Caden. Um, do you have any thoughts mm-hmm. on playability for him? I don't even know if I brought him out anywhere other than his companion quest. To be quite honest, in the first so mission, really right? For him, yeah. Oh, in the first mission, is <laughs> yeah. Like, I really don't remember him. I I really just stuck with the aliens because I found like their dialogue was much more interesting mm-hmm. than um, anything else. So I, I don't know, four middle of the road. I don't remember it being bad. I don't remember it being good. He was just kind of there. Cool. Okay, so we do a four. Uh, I'm gonna give him a three. I th- I felt like he was useful if you spec him out just right. But like many of those early companions, like he never blows you away as far as. Mm-hmm. As he's a little squishy, a little soft, and his biotics just don't. If you if you want to bring a biotic and you have freaking Jack and Samara, and even Miranda, and why why really bring Jacob? So yeah, I'm giving him a three. Um, execution wise, I guess I give him a four. I, like I think it's possible for him to go five. I I think that the acting is very very competent. I just think that maybe there could have been a little more. They could have made him a little less vanilla, as far as some of his how his dialogue was written. So I'll give him a four. I like all that, yeah. Because like, yeah, I think the actor was fine. Um, the face model, <laughs> all, all the face models here are better than Andromeda's. <laughs> oh boy, God, oh, let's not God. even go in that route. But yeah, you might really. be right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, I, like, he, he just was very vanilla, very plain, just, I don't know, the, the, him and, we'll probably talk about Miranda in a bit, but just this kind of was there, it's like, oh, right, Jacob, he existed, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's talk about Miranda then. Miranda. Uh, okay. Well, do you want to start with Miranda? Uh, yeah, I'll start with Miranda. Um, Miranda's getting a four for overall character. And I, I'd love to go higher. I think that there are some interesting things, uh, about the fact that she's genetically, you know, basically genetically designed to be a really powerful human biotic. She is the sort of femme fatale archetype. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of times, like beyond that, it's like, okay, who are you as a character? She has a relationship with her father. She has a relationship with her sister. I appreciate those things. I think those are the things that make sure that she doesn't fall below a four. But it does feel like the depth to her may have been colored in after the fact. Yeah. Like her her concept was her look, her biotics, and the fact that she's sort of the right hand man, right hand woman, excuse me, to the uh, elusive man. And those are sort of like, that's like a bullet point character. You know what I mean? Like a piece of concept art and three bullet points at the bottom. And somebody asked, yeah, but like, who is she as a person? And then they wrote a fairly competent storyline about her father and her sister. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. They workshopped her character up to a decent level. And that's what we got. So I gave her a four. Yeah, I, that's honestly, that's pretty much how I feel. Uh, probably more con- concisely put than I would have said. But yeah, it's 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 really. Uh, I feel like 
it's almost like, oh, I'm genetically perfect. I'm genetically perfect. I'm genetically perfect. Did you know? I'm genetically perfect. In case I haven't said it enough, we are going to move the camera angle right down to my ass as I oh, say it. God. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're we're putting that in execution. But... You know, I just want to yeah, say, it... like in 2010, it was cool and hip to complain about, like, oh, it's so gratuitous that they did the ass shot. In 2020, I'm like, fucking bring the ass shots back. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> fucking YOLO. <laughs> Everybody's so sensitive now. Like, I'm, I'm the total 180 on the ass shots. I was probably writing articles about how this is so sexist and immature for the ass shots. Ten years later, I'm like, fuck it, dude. Bring the ass shots back. The pandemic's getting to you, huh? Come on, man. <laughs> My 30s are getting to me. Fuck it. Let's just go. I just want a game with tits and ass now. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Old man with a koozie and a recliner with a wooden handle on the side. she like she i don't know i not that i don't like the characters that are um you know tough female like they're kind of cold towards you because they had to be because of their bad circumstances yeah but like it's it's just something about it just like wasn't impressive it was just kind of like oh another one <laughs> mm. oh, okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it's 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 um like taking her versus Anora. Like Anora, like I feel like there was a softer side when like she came to like her father and like wanting to do that. And like Miranda, I think they tried to do that, but like it just didn't work as well for me, and I don't know why. Um so yeah, I guess I'm also gonna go with the four. Like she was fine. I think there's something there, but it just was like eh. Yeah, ditto. Um so. romance for Miranda, I'm also going to four. Um I think it's it's kinda I'm kinda gonna repeat myself a little bit. There's she seems kind of flat, and then under the surface, if you dig a little bit, it's like it's just enough so that you can confirm and say, "Hey, she's actually not that boring. She has these vulnerabilities." But it does feel a little bit like they put that there so that if you investigated, you could check the box. <laughs> there is there is some emotional depth, and hey, like mission accomplished. Like I think Miranda romance is totally fine. Um, I think there's something. I think there's something there to it, you know, for Shepard. But it it does always feel like I I don't know very many people who do the Miranda romance and then like sort of maintain the relationship into three. She sort of feels like the fling, yeah. like this like the canon fling for Mass Effect Two, and that's all she was ever meant to be. I think Jack's one of those people that likes to like. I think I think he really likes Miranda. Oh, that's right. He's made a video about it, I think. Or he's talked about yeah. it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what he says, though. I just know he's, he's a big fan of her. So, Jack, sorry, we're, we're, we're shitting on your girl here. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I would agree with you. Like, um, I again, though, I think she also has a well-animated one because she's the only one that has, like, a state where, like, her clothes come off. You know what I mean? Partially undressed. You're right. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and at like, the time, it was like, holy shit, that's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Oh my god, a bra. <laughs> so, uh, like again, I don't know. She she was definitely like the the dude bro romance, and which is fine. You need that. Sure, that's okay. Um, but it was just kind of generic. It's whatever. I'll give it a four. It's like eh, it's a flame. She's a hot girl on a spaceship. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just need tits and ass, and at least tits and ass will give you some sass this week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, playability, I think she probably falls almost exactly-ish where Jacob falls. Um, she has a good passive in that she, um, she boosts the other characters. 
um, which is actually it's funny because Cora ends up doing something very. I, I like to bring Cora along in Andromeda because of her passive. Also, um, mm-hmm. I think Miranda's is like maybe she boosts like overall weapon damage and defense for starters, like a leadership passive or something like that. That's fine. Her biotics are you know they're good, they're serviceable. But again, if I if I first of all, if my character is not a biotic, mm-hmm. I still got Jack. And Samara, who are both better biotics. So, and again, Miranda <laughs> is quite squishy. So, uh, three. I'll give her a three. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo that. I see. I again, I didn't bring her very often. Mm-hmm. It's a big team. <laughs> yeah, and I always took the aliens. <laughs> so there you go. So you're going four, three. Uh, what did you give her? A three. I gave her a three. I'll give her a three. Gave her a three. Are you giving her a three? Wait, would you, why is she getting a three if Jacob's getting a four? Do you want to give them both threes or both fours? Or you can give him a four and a three. That's your score. Well, I'm trying to think. Why did I give him a four? You said because you didn't bring him. Oh, that's fair. Let's let's bring him down then. Okay. <laughs> bring him down to a three. <laughs> yeah. That actually makes sense, honestly. Um, okay. Execution-wise, um, what do you think of design, voice acting, writing, that sort of thing? she's actually fine i appreciate it that the uh the hot character isn't a blonde again not that there's anything wrong with blondes just like i feel like around this time like it was always a blonde you know what i mean concept art um, uh, miranda was a blonde it, and they changed it for some reason um but like i, f- I feel like that aside um I, I not that she looks bad in the game i think she looks fine it's just interesting to be like oh she was based off of this one actress but i don't think she looks anything like that actress <laughs> It's it just it's it's just off in a way that like I feel like they're two different people, which is I guess a good thing. Um, also, Ivan Stravinsky is famously blonde, right? Also true. Yeah. Like I think it's part of the reason why mm-hmm. they cast her because the character was going to be blonde, and when they changed it, it's like oh yeah, it really is different and for other reasons mm-hmm. as well, but especially that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for the actual execution, I thought like the uh, is it the same. Yeah, she does. She does do the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I thought she was fine. Um, a little bit like f- I don't want to say flat because the character's supposed to be like that, but just kind of like deadpan, maybe a little bit. A bit. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that works for her and her character almost. Yes. Um. So yeah, I I, I guess I would just go a four again because it's just kind of yep. like it's yeah, it's all right. We're it's right good. on the same path. I'm giving her a four as well. My like, God, Miranda is almost like the ultimate vanilla, like not bad, not good character, which is kind of what you would expect, honestly. Yeah. Um. So uh, I will say I will say this about the execution. It is very similar. Um. It is very very similar to Natalie Dormer with Lexi Tapero and Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm, and I yeah. think that the reason for that is that Ivan Stravansky and Natalie Dormer have not done a ton of voiceover work. They are yeah. screen actresses. And there is something... To, I mean, obviously, like the sound design aspect of it is is inherently different. But I do think there is somewhat of a reliance on your ability to emote and act in a more subtle way because you also control the visual. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Hamill talks about this a lot, of course, who is famous for the Joker and and a variety of other voiceover work that he's done. And of course, he's fucking Luke Skywalker. Um, mm-hmm. And he talks about like, you have to bring a different game. And it's it's he said, you're almost fighting your instincts a little bit because a lot of the acting that's considered right on point for voiceover would be considered overacting on screen. 
Hmm. And he's okay. like, and you have to learn how to modulate that. And he's like, and so he's like, so voice acting is it's a separate skill. And not everybody who's good at screen acting is really going to be good at voice acting. And again, I don't think that Ivan Stravinsky or Natalie uh, Dormer did a bad job. I thought they actually did good jobs. But it doesn't reach that that higher level. Um, I think that they maybe could totally reach if they just had more experience with the medium. Yeah. You know, uh, as a very side note, we blasted Liam on the last episode we did of these uh, because he was boring. Apparently, his actor's a screen actor. Uh, so. <laughs> That's fine. It's still not good. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that. And, like, we have these two ladies that are like, well, I mean, they did a job and it's all right. And then poor Liam's guy just. Went well, they there did and... better jobs than him, though. Like, to well, all yeah, fairness. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to, like defend the guy i'm just saying that like oh that's that is interesting <laughs> makes sense what that is i did i did not know that but now that you say that it's a very similar but more extreme version of it yeah 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 anyway um let's talk about your girl you can go first on this one tally tally ah oh, tally <laughs> i i i think tally is tally is maybe my favorite bioware character because i love her so much um it's she <laughs> she's also the only like before pops got real big i bought a tally pop and now i'm like oh, i don't fun. know if i regret this or not but um <laughs> I, I i love how dorky she is in a sense mm-hmm. but it's it's not about like well there there is like you know that, that musical she likes in three but it's it's just about like science and the engineering she does and like she really knows what she's talking about and then also um uh is it two that we we learn about her father and like that yes. stuff right yep yeah and like the, the the that she really cares about her family and her people and she's really trying to work towards something with that um i i really like that idea um, because that's pretty much everything that I uh, value as well. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. I really identify with Tally in that. And I love her design because, like, it's purple. Um, <laughs> and I think the Koreans are just well-designed, too, because they're interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I just really like Tally's character uh, a, a whole bunch. And I, I think she had one of the better arcs in the uh, Mass Effect 2 storyline just because, like, you, you have to decide if you want to clear her name because and like you know poo poo her father or do what she wants to do where she wants to clear her father's name but then she gets exiled mm-hmm. you know so i i don't know i like that like i don't know the self-sacrifice i always thought was nice so i yeah i guess um overall character like i i she has a unique personality like she's like no one else she's not bland she definitely has things she wants to say like i I, I guess I would go... Swing for the fences. We all know you want to. Come on. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I said swing for the fences. We all know you want to. She deserves yeah, it. Yeah, I want to... I I'll make a seven. I like her. Uh, I just love her so much. You're 100% correct. I'm giving her a seven also. Yeah. Um, good, good. She is... It's one of the... Let's just start here. It's one of the best loyalty missions of any type of loyalty mission ever. It's a goddamn perfect set of mission. Like, for Mass Effect... Mm-hmm. Going to the heart of an alien culture, which has been um, heretofore spoken of but not seen at that point in Mass Effect mm-hmm. 2. So we're going to the to the um, flotilla, to the Quarian fleet for the first time. We're getting mm-hmm. to do peak Bioware politics dialogue, right? Like two long, lengthy scenes where you have to pick the right dialogue choices and you have to pass persuasion checks and you have to have all the... And you have to have found the stuff out in the mission that you had to find in order to get the right dialogue choices. Plus... Going onto mm-hmm. a derelict spaceship and fighting space robots, you know, with with your with your pal Tally, it is a goddamn perfect Mass Effect mission. I love doing it every time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So just just that alone, I think, is brilliant. I think you said everything else correctly about Tally, about how unique she is, et cetera. So yeah, she gets a seven overall. Yeah. And I also like that when she finds out, like, you're you're with Cerberus, she's like, oh, I... <laughs> like, it makes sense. You know, she's like, I don't know about this, but I'll, I'll go with you, but... Uh, no, be careful for these people. A hundred percent. I'm so glad I thought of saying that, and then I forgot. And I'm so glad you reminded me. That is excellent. And she doesn't go with you right away. When she mm-hmm. meets you the first time in that mission, she's like, "Nah, man, you're with Cerberus. I can't do this." And she bounces. And everybody at that point was like, "Oh shit! I thought Tally was joining the crew." And then you have to get her later when mm-hmm. there is a, a little more at stake. And I think, quite frankly, after Shepard has proven that he's not uh, just following whatever Cerberus is saying. So her skepticism, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that you can actually lose her loyalty after gaining it, uh, which I think mm-hmm. is one of the only characters where that's ever possible, depending on how you handle the, the fight between her and Legion. Um, brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a romance tally? No, I played a woman, so I couldn't. Let me tell you, though, if I could have, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> Romance that tally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I did watch it, and I remember it being very sweet and, like, really cute, you know? Um, I almost want to say it's like the Cullen, but with a female. Mm-hmm, <laughs> where mm-hmm. Things are just really cutesy. Um, Michael, I know he didn't. The character he played, he didn't romance anyone. He's the one guy whose canon Shepard didn't romance anybody. <laughs> but anyway, um, but he, he did say Tally was really adorable for him. Um, and, like, he liked, like, you know, the... <sighs> this is probably going to say a lot about how I was as a young lady, too. But just, like, that awkward, like, I can tell you're into me, but you don't want to say it. But don't worry, I know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, no, and, like, I, I think she also has, like, kind of, like, the, um, look, I'm a weird alien, I'm in a suit, like, we don't work quite right, you don't want me, and you, you, the shepherd could be like, no, it's okay, it's fine, you're you're cute, you're adorable. So, I don't know, I like her a lot, but I also didn't, I don't, it, it's, again, it's just one of those cinnamon roll romances, which I think is good, um, so, like, I guess I would just go, like, a, a five. Like, it's it's something that was needed, mm-hmm. but it's it's not, like, anything that's super compelling or anything yeah, that I, th- I know of it. I think five is a good score. <laughs> I, I am not, a, I just for whatever reason, uh, I don't, I don't stand for Tally's romance the way that some people do. I do I do think that although they definitely treat it as a unique aspect that is good, the whole suit thing, and the fact that you can't see her face, the whole, like, it does kind of cut down on the ability mm-hmm. to relate um, thankfully, her yeah. voice acting is so strong, and and the yes. character quirks are so endearing that you get past that. So I give it a five, also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, playability. Hey, look, I can actually talk about this. Uh, <laughs> you love the goddamn drone. I feel like you've been waiting two I episodes to talk love about the drone. The drone so much. It's like the because I also got the drone abilities, so yes. I always forget what she called her drone. So the both of us would send our drones out, and I always felt like buddies, you know, that type of thing. But I love, I I love like I'm gonna call them summoner characters, where they can like summon yes. something else to fight for them. I love those types of abilities. So um, because it's it's just so nice to have like enemies go shoot that thing over there, like it's run a distraction. I love that yes. type of thing. So like I'm gonna give her a six just because I use that all of the time, and I found it extremely helpful. And then her hacking abilities if that's that's in this one right that's not three uh hacking is in all of them all of them okay yeah i like i don't know i i liked her a lot i i pretty much always had her in garrus so she was she was my 18 um 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I fucking love uh, Tally for the same reason. And you're, you're entirely right. Like a summoner or a construct, they, they, you know, they'll call them constructs in Andromeda. I love that shit. And when you're doing a tech build and you have Tally and you both have drones, it feels like you're cheating. Mm-hmm. It feels like yeah. you're getting away with something. Like if you were play, if you were employing that strategy against a person, like if the Geth was your buddy on the couch, like they would be throwing the controller. Like you're cheating. This shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> Um, but good. <laughs> Tally wrecks the Geth, and there's, there's, there's. I mean, there's always Geth in Mass Effect One, Two, and Three. But I just feel like you're mm-hmm. always fighting the Geth. Um, mm-hmm. In Two, which probably isn't true, you probably fight Geth more in One. Um, mm-hmm. But she just fucking wrecks Geth, and I goddamn love her for that reason. I'm gonna give her a seven. I'm, get, Go I'm giving it. her a seven on gameplay. You went six, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we got a six and a seven. Uh, execution. What say you? I mean, the only thing I feel like I can complain about. Oh, you know what? That's actually in three. So I'll say that. Where like she gives a picture of herself. Oh, it's got the fake face that they Google images. Yeah. I. I. Oh, there was. There's. Um. I. I forget. One of the concept artists had like this extremely alien concept art where she like it's it's so almost like stunningly uh, alien you know what i mean it just like the it doesn't really look human that always what i always thought tally looked like i wanted her to take off the face mask and you're like huh <laughs> that's what i wanted um so but that's in three we can talk about that um right it is in three uh, that's in three when you get the portrait okay. yeah yeah so with with two though like um, no, I, th- I think it was fine. I don't mind not seeing her face. I don't mind it being a, a three reveal, even though I don't like the reveal. Um, but I, I, I guess because the romance is just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. I'm going to, I'm going to say a six. Okay. But like everything else is, oh, <laughs> I just hit my hands so bad. Oh, oh no. no. It hurts. Oh God. Metagel. <laughs> Metagel. <laughs> oh no. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm still going with the six despite fate apparently not wanting me to do that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, again, I love her to pieces. Uh, and, and like, I feel like I don't, I can't complain that much, but, uh, yeah. Just, just so I can commiserate yeah. with your pain, uh, this morning when I was in a rut, nobody knows this, but this morning, because I slept too late, I was rushing to try and make some bacon and toast before we, um, sat down to record this. And I totally like knocked a pan off of the counter and it like tumbled in a way where it just hit right into my shin. Ooh, ow. Uh, so that's got a little... It's got a little scab for me now. Oh, um, oh, it, it, oof, yeah. we're just we're in the uh, we're in the ER here. We're <laughs> we're banged up. <laughs> we're playing hurt, folks. We're fighting through the pain. Oh god. Mm. What would you, what would you give her overall? Uh, I'm gonna give her a six overall. I think I think it's very very good. I I don't want to harp on this too much because I I don't want to discourage. You know, I like. Um, character designs that don't necessarily fit the mold however having the mask on the face i think it it does work as a barrier again it's still a very high score six is still a very high score because the voice acting and the character uh themselves is so she has unique dialogue you always know it's tally talking even if you read it on a paper like she speaks in a unique way the voice is unique Mm -hmm. the character is unique i give it a six overall just um it's see i don't mind the mask as much i i just feel like i wish there was more expression behind the mask like they didn't really animate her face you know you're right you're right actually that's very very true you're totally right mm-hmm. um so yeah anyway tally killing it without a doubt love tally um okay yeah next up here we go the other uh, major contender here garris 
Oh, Garrus. Him, him, my romance. So I feel like I have more to say on the romance. <laughs> what do you, what do you do? Uh, what do you give Garrus overall? I mean, he's your buddy, right? Like, <clears throat> there, there's something about the. It, I really, he's kind of like the Varric in a sense where he really is designed to just be like, oh man, look at this shit, you know, like half the time. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's nice to have that. And like, there's also like, because you're. It, why he wasn't one it's kind of setting it up more in two because like you know he had to go become the archangel and then you're both kind of rogues in a way now because mm-hmm. you're not really with c-sec and the shepherds not the shepherds the, the specters. Uh, specters yeah there we go um <clears throat> that's what they should call it in mass effect andromeda too the shepherds, <laughs> the shepherds. <laughs> yeah why not uh but i i really liked garris um, I d- like I I feel like I really can't complain anything about the character because like he was witty, he was just like he was someone that was like a good buddy to you. Um, he seemed like he really cared about the mission. Um, like I I guess I would also go seven. Like I, he's your bud. I don't know. Okay. Again, and I would also bring him everywhere, and I liked his dialogue. Um, so. you're 100 percent right. He is a seven. I would give him an eight if I could. Uh, I think Garrus <laughs> in Mass Effect Two is like where this is. This is where we break out all the stops, right? Like this guy is a contender mm-hmm. for the greatest of all time. Like he is outstanding. It's gonna sound weird because I don't want to just like harp on other stuff. And I love Andromeda. Everybody knows I love Andromeda. But in order to really, but, but in order to really talk about how good Garrus is, I kind of want to compare him to the Andromeda crew. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I feel like in Mass Effect Two. With all, almost all of the characters, but especially with Garrus, it's as though Bioware just gave themselves license to write the coolest fucking character that they could possibly come up with. Like, mm-hmm. Mass Effect 1, I think they were still grounded in the we want to make a somewhat naturalistic, somewhat realistic space game, which I love. I love the fact that ME1 is different for that reason. But Mass Effect 2 was really kind of the start of the okay, we're making kind of a cool, gritty space, not space opera, but like space fucking badasses show. (laughs) He's a goddamn former CSEC agent who went to the roughest spot in the galaxy specifically to take on basically the cartels, right? Like the, the Merc gangs and formed his own gang of former badasses who he's the leader of, and then they killed his gang in a betrayal, and now he is single-handedly sniping the shit out of all three Merc gangs, single-handedly killing scores of them. Like, they're just throwing themselves against him. He's a one-man army. He gets his fucking face blown off, and he's just like, yeah, what? I'm not as pretty anymore? Let's go kill the fucking (laughs) Reapers, bitch. Like... And here's the thing, it's also believable. Like, I yes. feel like you could write that with you could write that with someone else and you're like, all right, come on, guys, tone it down. But yeah. for Garris, you're like, okay, yeah, no. Yeah, all right. Like, patch up my face, give me my fucking sniper rifle, and get out of the way. And it's just like and in Andromeda, it's almost like it's a very I I hate to put it in this way. I know I'm probably gonna make people mad, but it's such a like a you know, 2017 millennial, like guilty for being cool. Do you know what I mean? Like they turned the volume down on purpose. They tried they tried mm-hmm. too hard to make everyone super relatable and I'm like why don't you just write a badass character unapologetically? That's what Garrus is. He's unapologetically a fucking badass and he's not a meathead. He's he's mm-hmm. he's a badass. He has a conscience, he thinks, he's smart, he's funny, he's witty. Um he has morals. Um he he has doubts. He thinks about you know what his morals should be. He's loyal to his to his people and to his sort of his 
country, his planet, whatever you want to say. He's he's one of my favorite characters of all time. He's a seven out of seven. Mm-hmm. I wish I could give him a fucking eight. Yep. Yep. Uh, what say you on romance? <clears throat> so, I, I mean, he was the he was the romance I went with, and uh, I guess what really like what I liked about it, and like I'll, I almost went with Thane, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but what I really liked about Garrus is that you formed a friendship first. And that is so, or at least I felt you did. So, like, I, I feel like with a lot of the other, like, even the Dragon Age ones, you're not necessarily friends first. You're just immediately, like, sexually attracted to them mm-hmm. and you go for it. But, like, in reality, like, I mean, like, I was friends with my, I mean, like, I was always attracted to Michael, I'll say that. But, like, we became friends first before, like, we really jumped that, you know, jumped the gun. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, like, that's how I think most relationships are. Like, they're based on a friendship, and the lasting ones are based on, you know, that companionship, and not so much, like, oh, we're sexually attracted to each other. Because, like, let's be honest, I mean, I don't really think he's a handsome alien. Like, it's a bug man. <laughs> yes, like, I, yes. there, there's the voice. We'll get there. But, like, that's about it, you know? But, like, he's his personality and his friendship is, like, it's there, and it's so solid. So, um... I'm I'm gonna give it. I'm uh, I'm between a six and a seven, because I I do really like it a lot, and it's probably the, I will say it's probably the best romance in Mass Effect. Well, okay, we're grading it on Mass Effect because I'm thinking of Dragon Age one, so I'm gonna say seven because I still think it's the best romance in the Mass Effect. Series. I feel like I mean I think you can you can you can <laughs> apply this however you like. I'm I'm thinking of all my ratings as far as the catalog, so I'm I'm crossing mm-hmm. over between Mass Effect and Dragon Age. But you're saying seven. Yeah, I'm gonna fight you on your seven. If you, uh, you okay. really like, you really like the seven. I'll tell you what, you have talked me up on Garrus romance so much over the years. <laughs> I feel like I remember when it was, but like when you first made that comparison between like you know how you and Michael were friends and how like you like that mm-hmm. friendship aspect of the relationship. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> like, fuck, that's a really good point. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think if we had been doing this a couple of years ago, even as someone who loves Garrus, who loves Mass Effect 2, I probably would have given him like a four. Like I was really not big on the Turian romance. And I always just thought like, he's your buddy. He's a buddy character. Even if it's female mm-hmm. Shepherd, he should be your buddy. Mm-hmm. You have talked me up so much at this point. I think I've, I've, I'm at about a six for him. Um, All right. It's, not a, it's still go. not a seven for me, but I think you make such good points on it. And I agree with all of them. And also just, yeah. The acting doesn't hurt, you know, for the romance as mm-hmm. well. So I give him a six. Mm-hmm. Uh, playability. Right. Um, I brought him everywhere too. Uh, I liked him a lot. Like the, I I can't speak to how well the sniper thing worked because I feel like me and Tally with the drones would would devastate everything. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, he cleaned up whatever we didn't get. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a, uh, at least a five. Because oh. um, I, I, I can't remember anything else other than he was cleaning up what we missed. Okay, five is good. Uh, I think that he can swing a lot. I think that at times, I would not call him squishy, but he's definitely not tanky. And yeah. he kind of has to be managed a little bit. You do definitely have to tell him to retreat a couple times. And if you don't have the right crew around him, he, even though he does high damage, it's not great. So unfortunately, I think that stops him from being a seven, but I'll give him a six. Mm-hmm. Because okay. he does do a lot of damage if spec'd correctly and if put in the right team. So, okay. Um, execution. Um, I don't, I like I don't even know what's what there, if there was anything I can complain about. The voice is great. I know it's like post process too, but like the the processing, I think they they did great on. Um, it's definitely one of the first like Bioware voices I heard. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shepard. <laughs> 
Uh, so I, I really appreciate that. Um, but I think like the actor also does a good job. Um, I think he was written very well. Um, I like, I can't, I like the design. I like the fact that, uh, he gets a scar like midway through and like, that's the rest of, that's him for the rest of the game in the series. The rest of the series. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess that would go seven. I don't know. Yes. I don't know where to dock points. Yes. On. You are not wrong at all. <laughs> I am also going seven for execution. This is one where, again, I almost wish I could give it an eight. I think his design is, it's iconic. It's quintessential. Um, Garrus yeah. is the coolest character in Mass Effect, not named Shepard. Yeah. Like, and that's even, that's yeah. even including like the elusive man from a villain stand with the elusive man is a just fantastically cool looking villain and design and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But Garrus is the coolest character in Mass Effect, not named Shepard, the scar, the sniping, the armor, just the attitude. Like he is amazingly laid back. Like he can, here's the, here's the thing I would say, and this is also kind of going more into Mass Effect three, but just as an example of Garrus's character, he can shoot the shit with Vega and, compare stories of like epic kills and awesome missions that he went in and he can also go up to the cockpit and just sort of like swap jokes with joker mm-hmm. he's a badass but he's also kind of smart and funny and that's just a it's a fantastic it's it, it's incredible that the actor pulls that off so believably and yeah he really just any like i don't know if he he gets along with everyone he gets along with me you deserve your seven you know it's a goddamn seven <laughs> garris vicarian everybody uh okay now we're still into some pretty lovable characters here uh next up is morden morden the other solace yeah really it's written well no he was written by weeks in the third game is he not written by weeks in two i don't think weeks worked on two did they i don't remember i'm not very good with the mass effect writers i'll be honest I feel... I know the voice actor changed. The voice actor did change, which we'll get to that. I guess we should talk about that in three. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so Morden overall, I think is a... I think he's a brilliant character. Um, I think the fact that he is mm-hmm. he is a doctor. He is the only... Right? He is the only... Well, Liara Tassoni has the doctor title, but she's not like a medical doctor. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's like, you know... <laughs> She's one of those doctors. <laughs> she has. Yeah, she, she 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 can tell you all about rocks. I think she does archaeology. Didn't yeah, she? that's something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she can tell you about rocks, but like if you're bleeding, it's like. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, Morden's like an actual doctor. He patches people up. Um, he's a doctor who cares about healing people, but he can be kind of cruel. Like when you meet him on Omega, like he's ruthless. Like mm-hmm. he will he will kill people, and he does not mix it. Like, he doesn't uh, mix words on the fact that, like, they're bad guys. They're lethal. They're coming here to kill us. Kill them. Like, he mm-hmm. can be ruthless, but he's not He's not unthinking cruel. He's certainly not bloodthirsty. He's just matter-of-fact. He's clinical. He's just he's mm-hmm. just surgical in the way that he deals with people. Um, he's a former STG. Like, let's just really think about that. Like, okay, Garrus is C-Sec, but in, in the hierarchy of badasses, it's like Spectres and then STGs, and then probably, like, N7s, and then CSEC. Like, he is one of the most badass characters in the entire Mass Effect franchise, I would say, and he's just as smart as he is deadly. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell, like, conceptually, just uh, the, the, that archetype, I think he's one of the best in the franchise. He's a 7 for me. Yeah, I really can't contest that, really. Because, like, I, this will probably go more into execution, too. But, like, the way he is written, he, um, 
this is kind of a in joke between Michael and my friends because there was this guy we used to know who always spoke a little funny and we asked him one time like why do you not in an accent but just like the the words he chose so we one day we asked him like you know Robbie why do you and we couldn't quite word it and he goes oh the manner in which I speak we're like yeah that <laughs> why so the manner in which he speaks is very like unusual and interesting and I think works to just describe how different he thinks compared to you brilliant and like other other Solarian don't talk like that. It's really just him. He just it's fast, it's concise. He will not spare his words. Like he, mm-hmm. <laughs> if he has a one word answer, he's going to be using it. Um, so I I I don't know. I think it, I liked him a lot. I, I I would go seven. I I had, there's no reason why I would go with six. Really. <clears throat> Agreed. Uh, romance, uh, unfortunately, not right. That would be great, but. <laughs> I wouldn't romance him, but yeah, no, uh, nothing there. Uh, playability. Uh, look, he is squishy. He goes down too fast. I understand they're happy. Yeah. I don't always want to use squishy as just a total negative because some characters should be like a glass cannon. That should be the trade off. Mm-hmm. But he's goddamn real squishy. Like he goes down pretty fucking quick. Um, that's really all I remember him being like, Oh, I'm going to take more to Anne. He's dead. <laughs> so I will say I do like, I do like the fact that like he has the neural shock. Neural shock is a cool ability where if they're unshielded and it's a, uh, organic enemy, they just lights out. Like they're just, they just drop and they get back up, but it always just looks cool to just see him drop people mm-hmm. like that. Um, and he also had incinerate and cryoblast. I always remember that. Like he had the hot cold, um, detonations weren't quite as big a thing in two as they were in three and Andromeda, but I always appreciated his detonations. Um, Mm -hmm. He's good. He's, he's, uh, he's good. I give him a five. Okay. Uh, What was your score for playability? uh, I just remember the squishy. So I'm going to, I'm actually going to go with a four. Okay. That works. Yeah. Um, Execution wise. uh, What do you give him? I mean, again, I, I, I think that the the writing and specifically the actor like really killed it with like the the manner in which he speaks. Yes. Um, because it, it like it that is just so memorable. I, does he sing in this one? He or does. Was that that is one of the most memorable thing that's ever happened in a Mass Effect game. Yeah, and it's and it's just like it's it, and then like you find out he did like show tunes at one point. You're like, oh. I mean, for some reason, I believe that. Yes. It's amazing <laughs> that these characters don't come off as a contradiction. It's amazing yeah. that, like, if somebody fucking sang in Mass Effect Andromeda, that would make them a I one. I would cringe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it worked so well in this. Yeah. And it, it, it like... I can't think of anything that clunked for him. And like the 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 quest with um like his his loyalty quest where you find out about like the genophage and stuff like that and like seeing his inner struggles. Like you you really just have a whole range with him. Um so yeah, I guess 7. Like yes. I, I liked it a lot. You're not wrong at all. Um <clears throat> he is the very model of a scientist Solarian. Like if that yeah. if singing so if singing show tunes and pulling it off in a way that is funny and endearing and not cringe does not earn someone a seven for performance. I don't know what goddamn does. So I'm giving That's it a seven. That's fair, yeah. Like, I feel like I, I've never heard anyone's not like that scene. And, like, even with the Dawn Will Come in Inquisition, like, there's people that don't like that. You know? Which they're crazy, I by the way. But... <laughs> but, like, I've never heard anyone say that they don't like the model Sol- Solarian thing. Yeah. God. Like, everyone's like, oh, Morden. <laughs> not to talk about so. DAI too much, but goddamn, I roll a tear goddamn near every time Cullen starts singing, because you're just like, oh, my God, even mm. Cullen is singing. Fuck. <laughs> 
Colin would never sing either. The fucking general is singing. Uh, okay, so Morden doing quite well. Uh, next up, uh, the young Krogan, Grunt. Grunt. Um, I mean, he was... It's it's like you, a baby with a bazooka. <laughs> All you're deadly, but you're so cute. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Like, I really like, I, I don't know where you find this out. It might have been Shadow Broker. I just, I think I read about it. But, like, he has little dinosaur figures that he plays with and he likes. Yes. And he just, like, likes. He's, he's a child. He is a child. He's a, and it's cute and endearing. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't go, like, oh, he's a seven. But I, I would probably go, like, a five. Because, like, he was he was just a cute little guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, And, like, he's in, which to back off on the cute thing he's also like trying to be a man if you will trying to you know uh because he was bred in a tank right Mm -hmm, that's right so he he wants to be with his people he's trying to find his culture and that's like a big arc for him at the same time he's also trying to learn like how to be an adult uh in general so there's like kind of like that awkwardness um and i thought that was a really nice little storyline um it, it it wasn't like uh, you know, breakthrough or anything, but I, I thought it was good. I, you know, I thought I, I, it was better than Miranda's story. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll say that. Um, so I'm, I, I'm going. Fine. I gotta say, this is one where I really struggle with, uh, and the reason why I mm-hmm. say I struggle with it is because I think if you drop Grunt into Mass Effect Andromeda, not only is he the best character, I'd probably slam down the seven so quick it'd make your head spin. Because I just think it's a matter of mm-hmm. he's in a cast of other sevens. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of hard. Like, I'm almost like, oh, I don't want to just keep handing out sevens. But when you stack it all up together, he is a Krogan who is a young Krogan, which, by the way, th- just that alone is interesting because we see Krogan a lot of times who are hardened and battle ready because Krogan live a long time. Even even mm-hmm. Rex, who's probably more middle aged, middle aged Krogan is still several hundred years old. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we're used to. So young Krogan, even a natural born young Krogan is good. The fact that he was bred in a tank is incredible. The fact that he was bred in a tank to be the perfect Krogan is incredibly interesting. The fact that the Krogan are, let's face it, a dying race, essentially, and he is this Krogan who, of all Krogan, he needs culture and he needs family and he needs a place in the world based on his people, and his people are dying and going away, and the ones that are around, half of them are mercenaries who don't have an identity about being Krogan. They're just a gun for hire. And in this weird way, Shepard, he, he, he tells Shepard, like, you're my clan leader. Like I want to like, and you have, you can headbutt him and he respects that. And there's all this weird stuff of like, he's your friend, but Shepard's also kind of like a mother or father figure Mm. to grunt. I'm kind of reluctant to give the seven, but I feel like if I wasn't grading him based on the curve, he's a goddamn seven on concept on character. So I'm going to give it to him. And I'm gonna hit him. I'm right. gonna hit him on some other places, but at least for the character concept and the <clears throat> archetype, he's a seven to me. Okay. Uh, playability, on the other hand, um, this is one where I think I can hit him on. Right, like he probably should be hands down the best tank, and for some reason, I just don't think that he is. Um, yeah. And I also think that offensively, he never quite. I just expected him to do a lot more than he did, and unfortunately. I think of him, quote unquote, being the perfect Krogan in action. I feel like he was actually pretty disappointing. Not bad overall, but just disappointing considering how hyped up he is in in the cutscenes, basically. Um, yeah, I, I I got that same feeling where like he's like, oh, OK, cool. The perfect Krogan. And then like you're on the play field, you're like, oh, you're kind of just 
you normal know, Krogan. <laughs> yeah, Aaron is a normal Krogan. So I give him a four personally. Yeah, I would also go there. Okay, four. Um, <laughs> execution. What are you thinking? Oh, I think the voice actor did a great job. Which uh, I'm have the wiki open. Steve uh, Bloom. Apparently, same voice actor as yeah. As I was going to say, I'm so curious about this. Like, what are you going to give him? Because uh, it's uh, it's your boy Ogren. Steve Bloom is um, perennial. Oh, well, He's everywhere. There, there's Ogren and there's Steve Bloom. You yeah. know, like they're two separate <laughs> yes. people. Yes. Like I I I don't like Ogren, but Steve Bloom I think did the best he could, and I think he does great with Grunt. Yeah. Like he yeah. All right. Um, I mean. On execution, I like. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know where. Like, it's one of the things. Like, I, I, I feel like the only places I would dock points is that. I, I yeah, I guess like how you said. Like, it's unfortunately there's just a really good cast here. Like, I think Emmy two has the strongest characters, and unfortunately, it's just like. I like some of the other ones more, and that's just really just personal personal preference. I don't, I don't think he deserves a seven grunt. But I, I think it's close, so I'm going to go with the six. Oh, wow. That's, that's really <laughs> nice. Um, so six for yeah. Grant. It's interesting, right? Like, performance-wise, it's not a Steve Bloom thing, right? I think he mm-hmm. delivers on what was asked of him about as well as he possibly could have. Grunt doesn't sound like a, you know, you could. I think many people could easily slip into, like, almost like a Neanderthal, like a total rockhead character. And mm-hmm. Grunt needs to sound like an immature Krogan and he does, but he doesn't sound like, like dumb, dumb. Um, and he, and he puts emotion and inflection in the right spaces. So I think Steve Bloom does the right thing. Some of the dialogue though, is just really, it really does kind of border up against being kind of cheesy. I don't remember that to be honest. Um, maybe, maybe just because like he was young to me. So like saying cheesy things is like a sign of youth. It's true. But, uh, yeah, I guess it. I don't remember that, and it didn't bother me. But I think um, it lands more often than it doesn't. So it's still a good score. I'm going to give him a five because mm-hmm. I think it's it's okay. still good. Um, I just I, I knock him a little bit on that aspect of it. Okay. Um, okay. Now one of my favorites, and uh, and I think one of yours. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Um, what do we think about Thane, the Drell assassin? Thane. <clears throat> I actually really liked the character a lot. Like the. The idea of a guy who, like, lost the love of his life and is an assassin and is also dying of a deadly disease. So just kind of like, eh, fuck it. You yes. Know? Like, <laughs> I really, I was really compelled. To, I really fought if I should do Garrus or Thane romance. And the only reason I didn't do the Thane romance is because, like, he didn't really transfer over to, like, Mass Effect 3. And I really, oh, and but trust me, the payoff did. is so worth it in three. I know, I know, it's a good payoff. I'll say that, but at the at the time, um, it, it, so to, to put put you in the headspace I was in when I was playing this game, um, it was like my last year of college, and like I was so busy with like other stuff, like graduating, and getting married. I'm like, I don't want the emotional trauma. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. That's why I went. Probably now, if I redid the game and like doing a serious run, I'd probably try Thane. Um, but yeah, that's a, another story, and that's another topic we'll talk in a minute. But um, I like I love talking with them. I think the character was great. I love the idea of like him like accepting death. You know, like that's kind of. I mean, like he's already accepted it, but like talking with the guy mm-hmm. who has accepted that about himself, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna die." 
So, yeah, I'll go on the suicide mission. Oh, no. I'll die earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and and he's, but he's also, like, deeply religious. Phenomenal, and, like, kind yeah. Of, yeah, like, um, not resentful, but um, remorseful for what he's done and really trying to be a better person. And then also just, like, the regret he has for his son. And, like, um, I, th- I believe his loyalty mission in this game was, like, him just trying to make sure his son doesn't go down the same path he did, right? Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. And like the like trying to just be a good father and the the father he he wasn't before now so just like no I think it's a great character design um, <clears throat> just I, I feel like Thane in Mass Effect Two is just trying to wrap up all of his like earthly wrongdoings and trying yes. to do something that's good for the world and I, I love that I thought it was great um, I I uh, do it just do I, it. I, uh, <laughs> We've been giving so many, though. That, look, it's not our fault Mass Effect 2 is so fucking amazing. Oh, uh, you're right. Okay, we'll give him the seven. He deserves it. When you think about it, I mean, you already kind of named a lot of it, but, like, he is a man who lost the love of his life, who met the love of his life while being an assassin. Okay, so first of all, let's just mm-hmm. let's just start off with the fact that he's a goddamn assassin. And he's not, mm-hmm. like, Thane is not an assassin in the way that Korra is a, air quotes, a sorry commando. Because when you see Korra, you're like, okay, you're an Asari Commando? I guess Asari Commandos ain't shit then, because... (laughs) (laughs) Like, what do you do? Like, you know, where were you when my dad was dying? Like, so much for Asari Commandos. Like, from the moment you see... No, from before the moment you see Thane, he's legendary. Because bodies Uh are dropping out of the ventilation shaft in that building as you're going up dantius uh tower and you're going what who the hell is this he's killing dudes i can't even see right now beating shepherd up the tower right like basically proving that he's your superior in in the art of death and then that opening cutscene with thane is one of the coolest scenes in the history of mass effect where he hand-to-hand combats an entire room and just smacks everybody around if mm. they just stopped there he'd probably be a goddamn six but no he met the love of his life doing a job. She changed him. He lost her. His son is going down the same route that he was. He's found a religion that he believes in profoundly. He's introspective and reflective about his life. He has a terminal mm-hmm. illness and he's dying. And he wants to find some measure of redemption by A, helping mm-hmm. his son and B, helping you hopefully prevent galactic destruction. And he doesn't care what happens to him because his time is limited anyway. Mm-hmm. similar to Garrus I wish I could give him an 8 and he's another example if I feel like Bioware just giving themselves license to say look let's just throw it all in there let's just even if some of it's cliche even if it even if it is some of it is often used tropes fuck it doesn't matter let's make him as badass and cool as we possibly can Mm -hmm. fucking hey like I mean it's like I said it's a 7 it should be an 8 um (laughs) Uh, romance, um, what rating do you give him? So, okay, this is definitely coming from a personal space, so I'll, I'll admit that, but I, um, I'm a very, uh, monogamous person, I'm going to say that. I don't like sharing. (laughs) (laughs) That is your prerogative, indeed. Yeah, so, and, and, like, I... It it just kind of happened to work out that like I married my first boyfriend, you know, like it that just it, it's kind of fun facts I mm. guess, um, and then I'm Michael's first serious girlfriend as well. So like there's always like kind of been like I've we've only had one, you know, and I that's something I really enjoy a lot. 
Um, and like there, it's another reason I chose Garrus over Thane. Um, there's just something selfish in me that like, but you had the love of your life and I know mm. it's not me. Oh, wow. And, um, and it, like, it, it, I, I like that as a concept. I think it's great. I didn't choose, like, I didn't want to choose that. So, <clears throat> um, but, but I like that they have that where like, you can fall in love with this character and you can fall in love with many people in your life, but like, you, you, you know, you're always going to not be whatever her name was. You're not going to be, you're not going to be the love of his life. You're not going to be the most important woman in his life. And I think that's great that they have that. Um, I liked it as a concept. So, like, despite me going on here and, like, you're probably... I, I, I guess I would go with a, a seven, you know? Like, you you know this is kind of a fling. He's not going to live very long. You know you're not yep. the woman that changed him and the, the mother of his child and the most important woman in his life. But that doesn't mean he can't love you, you know? And I, and I liked it as an, a conceptual idea. So... You're totally... Yeah, I guess that's where I'm coming so you're, from. You're going with a seven, then. <laughs> Yeah, That's... no, I like it a lot. Uh, I like it's just not something that I personally would choose. Okay. Like, it- you know, that's why I went with the Garrus because you know I just wanted my cinnamon roll. Yeah, but. Uh... That's brilliant. But I love I, your thinking I, I like on that. I love your idea. background on it, and I, I I appreciate the fact that you still appreciate the the concept of what they did. So I I, to- I totally mm-hmm. agree with your seven. By the way, I'm also going seven. Um, mm-hmm. for basically a lot of the reasons that you, it's just so unique. And we've talked before about, Hey, do more unique romances. And well, this is pretty goddamn unique, like falling in love with a terminally yeah. ill man who, you know, to kind of piggyback a little bit on, on the sort of the narrative, um, thread that you were going on. Like, yeah, you're not his, his, and I know you weren't knocking it, but like, you're not his first, uh, great love or whatever it was, but he lost that, right? It's not like it didn't work out or he chose not to, like he experienced a great mm-hmm. loss. And I love the idea that even if he's dying, he gets to find a little bit of love again before he's dead. I know that's super sappy and corny, but that's a, that's a, mm-hmm. look, if you're going to do fucking Bioware romances, might as well do him a little sappy and corny. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's, I think it's brilliant. And the fact that he's an assassin, but he's also very sort of in touch with his emotions. I mean, come on. Gotta love it. Seven. Um, all right. Goddamn, Thane. I gotta hit you somewhere, so it's time to hit you on playability. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... I remember him being uh, dead a lot, to be quite yep. honest, and I didn't bring him that often. Um, I don't even remember him being a glass cannon, but like maybe that's because I spec'd him wrong, because I'm not very good at specking people. But... He should have been a glass cannon, but he wasn't. He is basically like exactly what I described with Grunt, but worse. For the galaxy's greatest assassin, I'm like, dude, you couldn't assassinate a paper bag. Yeah. Um, and again, I know I made that comparison to Korra, but what I meant by that was like Korra in cutscenes even is not powerful. Do you know what I mean? Like at least yeah. at least Thane in cutscenes looks badass, so he has that aesthetic. But the gameplay, huh? Uh, yeah, he's got to get a three, and that pains me. But he's just he goes down a lot. I'll I'll echo that. Yeah, I'll do I'll do three. Um, but I feel like that's all, like, maybe this doesn't exist, but I feel like you could also fix that with mods. Is that not true? Could you, uh... It it is a little bit fixable with mods, and one of the, one Mm -hmm. of the simple sort of modifications you can do, I don't even know if it's a mod you can download, but I, I knew how to do it with the, um, Emmy Explorer or one of the different ones. Just change his loadout so that he's, um, basically just pistols, like, take away his sniper rifle because he's useless with it anyway. Um, and then boost up some other stuff. Like, yeah, if you give him a little bit more health and things like that, um, it's, uh, it's quite good. I always wanted to, and I don't think I could ever get it to work mainly because she was a DLC character, but I always wanted to take that Kasumi ability that I described earlier 
and mm. give it to Thane because I thought it was more appropriate for him to disappear mm. and show up behind someone and hit him. And then just like that to me was the assassin power they should have given him. Yeah, um, that would be. But cool. in any event, I give him a three. All right. um, did you did you go three also for playability or yeah yeah also three there uh, execution all right back to the good shit <laughs> <laughs> I love the voice yes also I uh, can can we talk so the uh, voice actor this is completely off topic but uh, the voice actor is named Keith Farley um, he was born like Keith as you would like any other Keith but then he decided to go by the spelling of K E Y T H E interesting. Oh, look, my name's Katie, and I spell it C-A-I-T-I-E. I get it. But I was born that way. My parents gave me that name. It's dumb. I understand. <laughs> the fact that you chose... Keith, the fact that you chose this life, why did you do this to yourself? <laughs> Having a dumb spelling of a name has been nothing but a curse, Keith. He stayed, what have you done? He's staying Leave him alone. <laughs> He did a great job. I'll Fantastic. say that. No, okay. the 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 voice is great. Uh, I like. He he like. I remember being very subdued, but like because he's a man that's accepted his faith. Like it wasn't like uh, the subdued we were talking about with Miranda. It's subdued in that like that's who he is, and like he he couldn't act. Like he he could like get there emotionally, like with his son and whatnot. But like. For the most part, he was like, yeah, um, I killed a lot of people. I met a woman I really liked. Um, but yeah, we're chill. I forgot what the name of his religion or the goddess was. But <clears throat> but yeah, no, I, I like the performance. Uh, I like the character design. Um, I'm still not quite sure because like, if you look at his hands, essentially like the two middle fingers are fused together. And it looks like two middle fingers are fused together. I feel like that should just one look like one finger. Um, but I understand that's just like the limitation of like the, the models they had to do. Um, but I like that he looks like a fish man. Like he looks like, um, the, the, the swamp thing, you know, I, I, yes. I kind of like that. I thought that was interesting. The drill um, are amphibious, uh, but their planet, they haven't mm. actually been on their planet for many generations now. And so they are evolving away from the webbed limbs. Mm-hmm. And like there, there's also the uh, he never forgets, right, or something like yes, that. Yes, he has a beyond a photographic mm-hmm. memory. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I, 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 I again, I can't really like knock it. Like I thought the writing was good. I like the design. Um, I don't know. I I'm, mm, should I go for this? I I think I'm gonna go with the six though, because okay. I feel like there's. The there's some like it, alien design wise, I feel like it is just the swamp thing, which is fine. Mm, okay. And like for some reason, the fingers have always bothered me. <laughs> it's 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 high six though. I know this is very petty, yep. but um, I'm, I'm gonna go six. Okay, we'll give Thane a six on that. Um, the only thing I can say design wise that I didn't enjoy was I just I thought that the coat thing was a weird choice, and then it was weird because Drell after a while that became the model for Drell, so every Drell had that weird coat. And I'm like, what do they mm. all have the same coat? That's not really a knock against him, though. That's just kind of a weird quirk um, with the system. I, I, th- this is more of a stream thing. So if you only listen to the podcast, this is going to come out of nowhere. But he has a boob window. Um, uh, from looking uh, at the coat correctly, like he has like this weird like window for the the titty pecs. But then he has like a collar. Oh, he has a collar. <laughs> You're right. He has that collar. It's a boob window. So he like this is the Supergirl of uh, Mass Effect costumes. You know what I mean? Where it's just like a window for for the cleavage. Well, there is that. Um, it's 
yeah, it's a little it's a little weird. I'll say that. But otherwise, I will say I think that his design is fantastic. I think that the drill he's the first drill you basically see. I think that the drill look unique and they look appropriately alien. Mm-hmm. The voice is goddamn fantastic. Keith Weird Spelling yeah. Farley is the man, and he can call himself whatever he wants because that the performance, <laughs> I think, is utterly genius. Talking to Thane has always been one of my favorite things to do in Mass Effect. He is one of those ones where you go after every mission to go talk to him, and you hope that he it triggers another long scene because you just want to listen to him talk. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I think that the dialogue is subtle. I, I love the fact that in conversations with Thane... It kept me on my toes. He's not one of those characters that just sort of agrees with everything you say or that likes everything that you say. He's counterintuitive at times, especially when talking about mm-hmm. his past. Um, he says things that surprise me. And 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 again, the acting is superb. I, I'm going uh, all the way up to a seven for execution for him. All right. Wow. So what a killer run of, uh, of characters we've got going here. Um, yeah, really. Samara. Let's see. Uh, let's see if Samara holds up to this curve. I don't know. Uh, what do you think on Samara? I think I liked the idea of her more than the execution, so we'll get there in a minute. But um, I like the idea of like an an ancient um, what, what would you? Like, I guess Justicar, but like uh, they're a monastic order. Yeah, <clears throat> like a, a. I was trying to think of a, a a a good term better than saying just space monks that are also police, um, but I couldn't really come up with it. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I I liked how stoic she was. Like, I, I feel like mm-hmm. she's kind of what I wanted out of Miranda. You know oh, what interesting. I mean? Okay. Like, I wanted someone who's like, this is the job I'm doing, and I, I'm not fooling around. This is very serious. And uh, there we go. Rather than just being, like, kind of cold. Like, Samara's coldness is so much different than Miranda's. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not... Like, I feel like Miranda's is a front where Samara's is, like, she, you you know she's keeping herself distant because she has a job to do and you're not it, you know? Oh, Jesus, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're so right. You're so right. That is such a great <laughs> angle on Samara. God damn it, my score's going up in my head. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you're so right. Like, not to, like, exactly what you said, but it's like, Miranda Miranda's coldness is disingenuous it is a front it is a layer whereas mm. the 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 stoicism that Samara practices is 180 degrees the opposite because in in many ways that's that's the place that she landed in by being very genuine with herself mm. right by sort of mm. knowing who she is and what and she even says like it's not that I don't have the same desires as other people it's that I've made a choice to sort of embark on this path and hold to these principles and that's what i'm doing so like she's very self-aware of herself and the stoicism mm-hmm. is not fake it's just a choice that's mm-hmm. fucking brilliant as a character concept yeah i yeah i, I like the concept I, i'll even say like m- m- when michael was playing the game that's how he was kind of imagining the character so like he didn't really do the samara romance but i, I think like he kind of imagined like like oh i see who you are like we kind of understand each other like there was this understanding between you know so like that's that's what Michael really liked. At least that's what I remember him saying he liked. Um but this is where he barges in and goes, No, I wanted the tits and ask her. <laughs> but, <no. laughs> uh but um 
Yeah. So with that all being said, though, I I, I wish there was m- more of her because I remember she, like it makes sense she didn't talk to you that much. But I, at the same time, I kind of wish there was some better ways to explore that. Um, yeah. So I, I um, she doesn't deserve a seven, but I think I I'm torn between a five and a six because I, I, I really like the idea a lot. But I, I don't know how much of that was like me filling in the blanks you know what i mean i got you i think i'll go a five but i i I do really like her character concept a lot yeah uh okay so five is five still not a bad score at all um god samara Mm -hmm. i I am a little bit torn on this because i think that there's a lot of stuff on paper that puts her right up there with these other folks that we've just talked about right like she's in a sorry justicar which is a really cool um, order to see in the Mass Effect universe, right? A monastic order of Asari who are the pinnacle of strength, the, the pinnacle of discipline, but the juxtaposition for that for her is, is her daughters, right? All yeah. of her daughters are Ardat Yakshi, um, which is a really weird thing, and one of them is completely psycho and going around killing people, and that's that's obviously her loyalty quest. Um, and then the thing that you said about Miranda is really, is really, really interesting, I feel like there's an argument to be made that she is a seven. However, at a certain point, I wonder if the curve doesn't come into play because it's just like, is she really on the same level as Thane and Garrus? I don't think and she Morden is. And no. and these other characters. And I, she's, she's yeah. fracking brilliant. And there's a lot to her, but I'm just trying to feel like, how do I express that there's something about Miranda that does seem like unfulfilled potential. Like on paper, what I just described should be a seven, but there was something about it that's not necessarily the performance. I think maybe it is just screen time. Like I think I think yeah. maybe it is just like for some reason, for somebody that important, she ended up being a little bit more passive than she should have been. Yeah. Um I'm gonna give her a six. That okay. almost pains me, honestly. Um now uh romance do we want to save that for three yes we'll save romance for three okay. uh playability this is another one that's kind of interesting because i think that she could i think she's got a pretty decent range between being holy crap really powerful and sometimes not necessarily doing as much damage as i would have liked or she doesn't really go down too easy she's pretty solid on that respect um mm-hmm. i think she's probably the most powerful or the best biotic though and i think that that does a lot for her so i'm going to give her a five okay okay so we have now <laughs> we have now gone back and realized before katie gives her score for playability we do have to go back and talk <laughs> about samara's sorry <laughs> it, it's going to be a little bit jumbled but we have uh we have discovered that because we've remembered that because samara is not in Mass Effect 3, in order for, as a companion, she's there as a character, but she's not in your party. That if we're going to be consistent, because we already kind of talked about Jacobs, the end of that romantic mm. subplot, including 3, we kind of have to talk about Samara now for her Mass Effect 3 romantic content. So I guess, I guess, g- g- what's your score on playability? And then we'll. Yeah. Um, playability, I, I, uh, if I remember correctly, she is the best biotic, right? Uh, it's or between her, it's and kind Jack. Of her and Jack. Yeah. Um, I always, I, Jack is Jack. Uh, so <laughs> I, I always liked her more than Jack. So I, I brought her more. Um, 
but that being said, I wasn't like a huge fan of biotic abilities, so I'm gonna go with a five. Okay, we're doing a five. Um, yeah. Romance. I'll tell you, I'm not gonna rate this very high because I do always think it's one of those truncated romances, and it's and that's mm-hmm. it's not a huge knock. I just I really like the Samara friendship route. Um, a lot more anyway I, I kind of like the idea that she sticks to her monastic order and her pledge and all that stuff and I just kind of like I feel like that's the most the truest version of her character mm-hmm. um, the romantic content's not bad once you get to it, it there is a sort of a rapport and that um, you know she and Shepard have similar values um, and, mm-hmm. and she's you know she's obviously uh yeah, she's a character that gets the appreciation for a good reason, but I'm going to give it like a four. I would go with three. I like the idea more than the execution. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, gets like, I, I kind of wish there was like maybe more of a, um, instead of a will they, won't they, it was kind of like, we're not going to get together, but I really appreciate you. Um, and I, and like, it, were we not who we are, we could turn this into something, but it, we just can't. And I kind of wish it was, like that rather than how it is so um i feel like uh yeah a three like it it's not it it could have been something and then like there's the what, what's there isn't bad necessarily i just i just don't think it works as well as it could have so mm-hmm. <clears throat> there it goes okay <laughs> now hold on what do we give morinth i think i gave her a three two uh, you were consistent, so you gave morinth a three i gave morinth a five <laughs> well okay <laughs> Uh, the oh, God. I kind of want to give Samara a four now because I think Samara is better than Morinth. Uh, so we'll, I'll, I'll give her a four. I'm editing. This You're giving one. giving Samara a four. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaving my uh, Morinth five. That's that's the exalted fine, yeah. march. The exalted march hierarchy of principles is <laughs> fuck the crazy chick that wants to kill you. All right, <laughs> it's more fun, folks. You only live once. Oh God, your poor girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, execution. What are we doing? Um, I uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I get a tweet about this every week. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, sure. The the voice actor is the mother of Billie Eilish. Yes, I, as we, we know, know this. Thank you. <laughs> it's interesting. Anyway, uh, but um, I I think she does a good job. Like uh. I, really i feel like where i'm gonna she's gonna lose points for me is just like she just wasn't there a lot you know like she really just was more of a background character so i'm gonna give her a five i like her i like the idea more than the execution uh so you're going five yeah i think that that is it's a good score and I, and i'm really i'm really looking right now at jacob and miranda and we gave them fours and i'm really wondering like I, I don't. Oh, I don't think that that I thought. I thought Maggie Bear did a good job with Samara. It does land in the same place a lot. Um, it's mm. not a bad job whatsoever. Like I'm not in. We're not in bad ter- territory. She's at least a four or a five for me. But it does land in the same place quite often. But like that kind of works for me with that character. I don't know. Um. I, I agree that sort of like it's not vacant, but the sort of distant sounding voice. Mm-hmm. It does work. You're right. It does work. You know what? Here's why I'm going to give it a five because when she talks about her daughters, it, 
it, it is exactly what we talked about with her main character concept. It's not that it's it's not that she's cold and boring. It's that she is making an attempt to be restrained. And I think there are a couple mm-hmm. of lines of dialogue w- that are very hard to pull off from that aspect of being like very in control and disciplined with your emotions. But also there's clearly emotion there. Mm-hmm. I think that that's pretty hard to do. So I'll give it a five. So that, that's yep. a five for Samara on execution. Uh, we're down to the last couple here. I realize we didn't do Legion with the other truncated ones, which is fine. We'll do Legion last since it's he fucking lasts, last. I mean, like. Uh, but before we talk about our favorite guest, let's talk about our favorite psychotic biotic, Jack. <laughs> I haven't heard that Psychotic before. biotic? It's in the game. I don't remember that. Yeah, or maybe it's in the trailers. <laughs> maybe it was in the marketing material. It, a lot again. It's been a while since I played this series, so I it, maybe it's there, but I do yeah, not remember. Yeah, psychotic that. Anyway, biotic. What do you um, think of Jack? Uh, <laughs> oh, are you going low on Jack? Watch out. Okay, I don't hate Jack. Uh, it's just that, like, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Her pain was just an, a nuisance to you. I mean, a little bit. Um, because, like, it's it's not that it doesn't make sense or whatever, but someone who's just constantly angry all the time, I'm just like, oh, boy. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, like, she, she's very aggressive and in your face, and I'm just, I just got tired. Uh, it, it, but it's not, like, a bad character, necessarily. It's just, like, me as a player was like, all right, what are you mad at this time? Like, sure, she's always <laughs> angry. It's like that teenager who's just always mad, and eventually you're just like, you're always oh, mad about God, everything. Yeah. yeah, like, can you just calm down for, like, ten seconds? Like, even Fenris, I think, had more of a sense of humor and, like, kind of chilled oh, out. Oh, I disagree with that entirely. Oh, no. <laughs> but I, I see where you're coming no. from. So, uh, but, like, I, um, I guess character... I don't know, I would put her... I, you know, I'm going to put her as a four because I'm just like, okay. eh, eh, it's bad. <laughs> Still not a bad score, but OK, that's you're going four. I don't know. I just it just didn't click with me. I do like her better in three where she kind of like, um, you know, she's more like I, I think her as like that teaching role, I think really elevates the character a little bit for me. Um, and because she's not a she's is she a companion? She's not three? a companion in three. OK, so we do have to kind of include mm-hmm. that. Um I liked the teacher aspect of that. Um, I, I, I like that she uh, has learned to, like, connect with other people and stuff like that. I, 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 I guess I just feel like the, the Jack in Mass Effect 2 was, like, me trying to constantly do therapy with her and be like, Pat, Pat, it's okay. And it just felt like work. Where Mass Effect 3, it's like, oh, it's thank God working. you solved your own problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're doing it yourself this time. Oh, thank God. Um, so yeah, I guess that's where I'm coming from. So I'm, I'm, I'll still give her a four, but that's, um, look, I like Jack conceptually a lot. Um, I think that the fact that she is a very powerful human biotic, the fact that she was kidnapped basically not at birth, but as a very young child by Cerberus, horrible experimentation was done on her. She's got a, she's got that backstory going for her. Um, you know, the, the fact that when you talk to her, she's one of the most reluctant or outright, just she's opposed to being your friend, which I always quite enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. All of that is good, right? The anger, the the fact that you, her recruitment mission is one of the best recruitment missions out of all. I mean, the recruitment missions in Mass Effect 2 are pretty fucking good as far as Thanes and Garrus. 
And even so, I think Jax is in the running for the best one of breaking into the prison to get her out. Um, and yet, I do agree that similar to Samara, there's something about her that seems like she doesn't quite hit that top range. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just that it's not that she's one note because she's not one note. She's like two note. <laughs> she's she's almost one note and then she and then there's that sort of like that that layer of ambiguity um i guess i have to there's a part of me that again same with samara i think that there is a strong argument for why she could be a seven but i think in this case um i feel like she slots better as a six all right uh romance i uh i if I remember correctly, she's the romance where, like, if you do a fling with her, like, that locks off the actual Correct. romance. Yeah, that... It, like... I I like that that's a thing. Um, but uh, So after that, though, I don't... I know I watched it. I don't remember her romance at all. So, um... Yeah, what? T- tell me your feelings. Maybe I'll jog my. No, mind. I mean, I think I think that that's exactly <laughs> it. I think people remember that the most, and I think that in many ways, conceptually, that was a good thing to include. But it's a very binary, sort of on-off switch way of handling it, right? It's a very RPG. Like you tripped the plot flag, therefore she won't mm-hmm. talk to you anymore. Um, <laughs> it just felt like a very sort of inelegant way. Uh, to execute the concept of that specifically about the fling versus committed relationship, I still I still give them a ton of credit for putting that in there. I think in 2010 that was ahead of its time, um, mm-hmm. and I'm glad. And I think Jack's romance to me is like a lot of things with Jack, where I don't think it's aged particularly well over the past few years. But I, I honestly think it's going to come back around, and I'll and I'll talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit more with ex- in the execution section. But, um. No, I think that her romance is certainly worthwhile. I think that it's certainly good. I think, you know, she makes reference to the fact that she sort of got in with some people that were her friends. And it's sort of alluded to that she maybe also had a sexual or maybe she says it explicitly where she had a sexual relationship with like more than one person, kind of like an open relationship. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't feel great about that, Mm -hmm. Um, which is it doesn't come off as a condemnation of any particular lifestyle. Just Jack didn't feel great about it. Um, and so I think that sort of having her open up to a committed relationship was a really good thing. Um, but for whatever reason, it never seems as memorable as it could. And it never, it never, ever feels like it's the canon one for me. Maybe I'm not explaining it quite well enough to justify my score, but I'm going to give it a five. I'm still going to go. Yeah. Like I have a vague memories now. But I, I, I'm gonna go a four just because it, like it's, it's in that range. No, no, yeah, I mean that's totally acceptable. Yeah. Score to give it. Uh, playability. What, uh, what did you think? I mean, I think you know I didn't bring her out that often because I like Samara more. But like, it, I don't know. Biotics <laughs> again. I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of biotics. I know that that's unusual for me because I like the magic in games. They were but, comparatively um, underwhelming, like especially now yeah. with uh, Mass Effect Three, which did way more with like punch to them, and then now in Andromeda, it's the best it's ever been. Like the mm. Mass Effect Two powers seem underwhelming by comparison. Yeah. So I guess I. What did I give Samara? Uh, you gave Samara a five on playability. 
I'll just give that to Jack. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like I remember her more as a as a character I'm using than a character that I'm talking with, if that makes any yes. sense. Um, so that, that kind of fits with my memory. Yeah, Jack, I think, look, I think if you upgrade her shockwave the right way, it's fun. She can really knock the crap out of people, and she doesn't really die too much. Um, she has a shotgun. She's actually somewhat decent with it. Um, I can't, I can't put her up there like in a super high ranks, but again, I don't think I should really put her that much lower than, um, say Samara. Uh, so yeah, I'll give her a five. All right. Uh, execution. There's a lot here, I feel. Um, yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and say like a four because I feel like the idea isn't necessarily bad, but I, uh, and the voice actor is fine. I'll, she's, she's, she did fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, it, it's, it, it just was forgettable somehow, you know? Um, and the, the only thing I really remember is anger and that she was abused as a child because of the experiments. And like, there's so much more to that, I know, but like, it, they're just, there's, eh, yeah, four. <laughs> Oh, interesting. So I'm I am really um, grabbing the well because we've been we've been including I think character design like visual design in execution with a lot mm-hmm. of the other ones. Which I don't know if we did that originally in the early episodes of these, but I think we I did. think it's I think it's an absolutely appropriate thing to categorize with execution. And I think Jack is anything but forgettable when it comes to her character design and how she looks i think she's one of the most unique and memorable if anything i think her voice acting although it's totally competent it's overshadowed by her look right so in in some sense i feel like her voice becomes forgettable because the look is so standout Mm. um i think that the tattoos and the bald and the fact she's not really wearing clothes she's kind of wearing suspenders um when I said that parts of Jack have not aged well over the years, I think that that kind of falls into that character category. Like she was a really cool, badass, quote unquote, psychotic, biotic for she was a real 2010 type of character. Oh, yeah. And around eh, 2016, 2017, I think she's probably like the peak of her falling out of fashion. And I have a feeling or maybe it's just a hope that we won't sort of look down on that type of character design as much, it kind of goes back to a little bit of what I was saying with Garrus and Thane about their character concept, where I think there's almost sort of like this apologetic feeling for making things for for laying on the sort of badass aesthetic too thick, and I think yeah. we might be moving away from that mm-hmm. badass guilt, I'll call it. And so I honestly think that I think that <laughs> Jack might be. I think that the design on Jack will probably come back around. Um. So for that reason, I think I'm giving her like a six. Okay, I like I, I think her design is good. Like it's definitely very iconic. Like it, I definitely we all remember her design, but I can't remember her story. You know, but I I almost yeah it it's I don't know. I feel like her design is all yeah maybe too loud. At the same time, like it should be because that's who she is. So like I'm mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sticking with my the number I gave. Oh, but, that's a good score. Uh, yeah, I no, I, I can appreciate the design. Is what I'm, what I'm saying. All right, let's uh, let's land this Normandy SR two uh, Legion. Last up on the list, what do we think of Legion? Uh, well, you're the robot hater, so you got to. Well, start. okay, I'll I'll be happy to start. Um, Legion gets a fucking seven. Um, because Legion is, I mean, look, if we're going to sit here and talk about uniqueness and character concept, 
he's a goddamn geth. <laughs> like he is a goddamn talking geth. Um, getting a dark spawn party member would be the only thing equivalent, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it when that moment happened, and he's just like Shepherd Commander, you know, and the eyeball with the fucking flashlight moves, and he has the N seven. He has a piece of the N seven armor on, and you're just like what the fuck (laughs) like it was one of the it is still one of the coolest moments in mass effect in any bioware game Mm -hmm. um in gaming history like i mean there's no way there's there's almost no other comparison that can possibly make sense it's like one of the fucking goombas in mario all of a sudden talking to you and becoming your (laughs) friend Mm -hmm. um the first conversation with him i mean i could just go on and on he's a seven He, he as far as character concepts it's goddamn brilliant yeah, I I mean I agree. Like I it, because we're also throwing in uh, the third game because he's not a, not a whatever. Um, but like his companion quest in three, where like does this unit have a soul? Like that's that's huge. Like that's what like if you have an Alexa, go ask Alexa that. You know, like it's cultural. <laughs> he'll yeah. say something back because it's that iconic to the series now, for a reason, and it's probably one of the better moments. Um, yeah, no, I I I think Legion was a great. Like unfortunately, yeah, he's. You know, there at the last, uh, like, what, 10 minutes of the game, maybe? Like, you know, <laughs> very, Third act, for sure. Very, yeah, it's, it's, it definitely doesn't a lot of time there, and which is sad, because I wish he could bring him more places. So, yeah, I I would go seven. He's great. Yeah, and talk about his loyalty mission in three. His actual, I don't even know if we would call it his loyalty mission, or it is, f- effectively, um, where you have to decide whether or not to override the uh, the heretic geth and everything. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. They they really tackle, and this is something that we harp on in Andromeda, they really go head first into like the problem of artificial intelligence. But by doing that, you get to see both sides, the validity and the concerns in a much more thorough way by treating it as an actual problem. Uh, so yeah, fantastic. Um, playability, what did you think? He was there for such a short That's period. Exactly, I don't even yep. remember. Um, it's a problem and I, and I struggle sometimes, even though I've played the game so many times, I always kind of struggle to remember, but he actually is pretty good. Um, he does not die quickly. Like he has a good amount of health. Mm -hmm. He does a good amount of damage. Um, he has similar sort of geth counteracting abilities, uh, as Mm -hmm. Tally. And so, you know, it's kind of, it's really interesting. Like, do we knock him you know, we would knock him on character, we would knock him on execution, but do we knock him on gameplay because he's not around very much? See, I would put that in execution, not gameplay. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could feel good knocking him on execution there, but I do feel like, well, how useful is he if he's just not around that much? I mean, it's well, where where do you want to put that section then? Because I guess that, that I want to put it in gameplay. I would put it. I, I guess I would I would make an argument for execution because they they did like as you said there is a mod um, where you can bring Legion other places and he has dialogue they did at one point think maybe we you know we could do this with him but uh, then they decided not to for whatever reason so I feel like that's more execution than gameplay mm. but they did do that for the plot reason right like they thought that that. Uh... It's not that they didn't like Legion. They just thought they, they didn't want to reveal that aspect of the plot until late. 
Right, but like that's still like, and like maybe it's for better for the plot. I don't know, but you know, I I guess I would still put that in execution rather than gameplay. Well, we could do it. I mean, I mean, let me think about this. Uh, if I does that even out? If I if I knock him a couple demerits on playability, and you knock him a couple merits on execution, I mean, it evens out, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would. Um, I, I honestly, I, I love his abilities to, inf- to attack Geth and I like his like Geth infiltrator tree a lot. I probably would have given him a six, but I think I'll give him a five, um, because of the truncated nature of his appearance for gameplay. I uh, see. I was going to give him a five too. Okay. So, uh... right. Well, that, that actually <laughs> works. Um, what would you give him then for execution? Um, execution, uh, I thought the voice was fine. I like the character design. I like that he has the N7 and, like, there's kind of, like, an idol thing going on. Um, but yeah, well, because he doesn't appear until the whatever, I'm probably going to give him... I'm probably going to give him a six. Ooh, okay, so you would have gone maybe as high as a yeah. seven. Yeah, honestly, oh, this is going to be so dumb. I was thinking, like, I was kind of debating a five. And then I was remembered, oh, but the, the animators are really clever with giving him, yep. like, expressive yes, eyebrows. you're exactly right. And I'm like, oh, but that was so clever. Okay, I'll have to give it to them. Because, <laughs> like, you think, like, how do you make a Geth expressive? And then they yes. did. The bulb moving and, like, rotating, it looks like he's squinting, right, when he says certain stuff. Mm-hmm. And the little flaps on top looking like that. It's genius. DC Douglas, I mean, right? Like, that's crazy. But it's it's DC Douglas doing a phenomenal job. Uh, on the voice, um, you just said it right there with the expressiveness. I think it's I think it's one of the one of the most unique and one of the most well executed and one of the most believable. As the anti robot guy, as the guy who's like fuck, shoot this goddamn Geth in the face. I mean, for for many playthroughs, I just sit there going like, he's likable. Like goddamn, he's yeah. likable. Not only is he, and he's not likable because he's subservient or because he's, you know, being like overly copacetic. He's like, no, I'm a Geth. I'm here to do what Geth do, but there's a problem. We need to fix it. Like he's not being um, overly conciliatory likable. Like he he stands his ground. He's just smart and kind of clever and the acting is good. Uh, he's a seven for me on execution. All right. Uh, holy moly, we did it. God damn, this marathon. Uh, two hours in. Yeah, really. And let's tally him up. Okay. Well, you tally him up. <laughs> You're, you got the spreadsheet. Yes, I will tally them up. Okay, the scores have been tallied up. Uh, let's play the guessing game. Who do you think had the best uh, romance? Oh, or, well, best score with romance, right? Uh, <clears throat> or whatever. How, yeah, I mean, yeah, however you want to. Yes, we could best score with romance. Um... Thing? So, so the best overall score, including the romances, is um, Garrus. Yes, that's correct. I was I, okay. I, I was gonna say, wait, which? How have we done it in the past? Did we do it combined score with romance, or did we also call out just the romance scores? It wasn't just the rom- so it was. Uh, I combined all of the scores with the romance total. If that makes yes. sense, and then. So like like you know it's okay the the execution of the character and the romance or whatever is the romance score and then the non-romance yeah. score is just everything minus Okay the just romance. the the, the O sense? column and then the uh the L column. <clears throat> I know you can't see it but Yeah, that the, is. The, <laughs> I know I built it but that was a while ago. Okay. Um so overall romance uh score is Garrus. 
uh, who tops who tops okay. everybody, uh, and Tally comes in second after that. Um, All right. If you actually just look at just what we gave scored on romance, though, Thane is the best romance because we both gave mm. him sevens. Uh, we gave Tally fives on romance, and uh, we split Garrus on a seven and a six for romance. So very interesting that Thane. Um, yeah. absolutely crushed it on which I kind of I just kind of agree he's just kind of a cool character and his backstory to everything is really good yeah yeah I, I don't I don't disagree with what we did <laughs> um, let's uh, talk about who do you think um, brought up the rear who do you think was bottom overall without romance bottom without romance oh without romance yeah. would it be Jacob or Miranda? Uh, it would be Jacob and Miranda, but who do you think is the bottom? Yeah. I'm going to go Jacob. Oh, no. It is actually Miranda. Miranda's the that bottom. That goddamn mediocrity just got... Which, by the way, oh. like, if you compare her to... Holy shit. <laughs> she oh, she no. would be tied for the best character in Andromeda, which is actually correct. <laughs> It's actually correct. Like I swear to God, folks, we didn't. I did not plan it out that way. But if you had asked me, if you had asked me if the weakest character in Mass Effect Two is about the best character in Andromeda, I would have said yes. And honestly, like we talked about Drac, we talked, we talked about Jaw. They're not. This is this is not about saying how bad Andromeda is. This is really about saying how goddamn good Mass Effect Two is. Like Mass Effect Two is stacked yeah. with characters. It's an all-star team. That's just so perfect. I like. I have nothing to. That's a, that's amazing. Holy fucking <laughs> balls, right? Like, oh god. Uh, if anyone has any like, I, I feel like there's people that are like going to say like, oh well, you did this wrong. You didn't think of that. Whatever. But like everyone hearing that like the worst rated Mass Effect two characters ties for the best of Andromeda. I think everyone be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. No, it totally does. Um, no, it absolutely does. Uh, let me let me see here. Uh, I'm also, I just want to have the Dragon Age one up and I'll kind of do that at the end because I'm curious, but, um, okay. So, uh, Miranda, <laughs> Jacob, uh, who do you think is after Miranda and Jacob? I know we got a ton of characters here. I think it's going to be one of the DLC ones. So like Kasumi or Zayid or something. Uh, close ish. We said that Morinth mm-hmm. was basically, we were treating her like that. So she would be, mm-hmm. she's actually tied with yeah. Jacob. Uh, so Miranda was okay. 22, Jacob was 23, Morris was also 23, and then you are exactly correct that Zaid and Kasumi tie at 24, so they're next. Okay. Uh, and then it takes a pretty healthy jump up after that, because we really liked a lot of other people. Um, who do you think was, was after that? I'm going to say Grunt. Ooh, very no. close. I mean, you're, you're uh. right on. It's very close. Grunt is tied with someone else, but there's someone right below that. I don't know. So who. Jack was next at thirty, oh, and then Jack, so right. I forgot about her. <laughs> always forgetting about the psychotic biotic. Um, yeah. Samara and Jack and Samara and Grunt tied at thirty-one. All right. So they're yeah. right in there, uh, just above that. And then we start to get into the characters who are pretty, uh, pretty high up there. But um, who do you think is next? It's not Thane. It right? is Thane. Oh, it is Thane. It, okay, and then is it like Tally Garrus? Yeah, it's so it's so <laughs> it's uh, okay. yes. Yeah, so it's next up. It's Thane who is at a thirty-three, uh, which mm-hmm. is still quite good. And then it's not quite Tally Garrus. 
it's you're kind of getting everybody everybody at the very top is very bunched up together but it's not quite tally and garris who would you say is oh we haven't said legion yet haven't said legion that's correct uh i don't know so so that's right legion is next legion is legion and morden are tied at 37 and then we talked about this how she was going to be very high up liara at a 38 yeah Uh, and that's basically all me because i just loved liara that much and you copied uh, (laughs) since you hadn't played the dlc yeah i still don't think that's a mistake at all i think if anything it proves it's like the opposite of talus Talos was really bad, but mm. it proves that you can actually do that with a DLC character and have them be phenomenal. So she's 38, and very appropriately, um, who do you think won, if you had to guess the winner? Oh, Garrett. Well, you already you already said it was Garrett. Uh, oh, that's right, because I said it with romance. But uh, for the overall, without romance, they tied. Uh, so okay. 39 overall for Garrus and Tally, which I feel is very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, seen as though they are quite frankly utterly brilliant together and I kind of like the tie oh, right. there you have it folks Mass Effect 2 Companions I mean I think it's going to be very interesting I think we should do this at the end once we do 3 and once we do Inquisition to sort of do um, I think what we should do is first of all kind of like share the overall numbers let people sort of give their own ranking and then compare the communities to ours but i also think before we do that we should do like a wrap-up episode where we talk about all of the games not character by character but just talk about the cast overall and make any corrections i'm i'm gonna okay. throw this in there because i know people talking about how dirty i did Zevran. <laughs> If we want to say, okay, based on the curve, oh, wow, I gave Caden this, but I gave Fenris this or whatever. That seems kind of off. Look at all of them Mm -hmm. together and then say, do we want to correct any scores? Yeah. Uh, I I would say we do that at the very, very end, though. Like, we got to do Inquisition and Mass Effect 3. And I would even say Awakening. Okay. Uh, But that's, that's, yeah. So definitely something I want to do. But, um, um, and then that way we can, and then at that point we can also crown the champion, like which game it is that has the highest average. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I mean, I, I'll be honest though, as much as I love Dragon Age, just hearing us talk about it, I feel like uh, two's going to, Mass Effect two's going to run out like a bandit. DAO is uh, probably going to be pretty up there. Maybe. DAO, I think, could be pretty high with Logan, um, Morrigan, Alistair. Like, we gave a lot of people really high scores. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, um, uh, any other... Uh, I think we're done, right? We covered everything, right? Mass Effect 2-wise? Yeah, I think we did. Holy crap. This episode's long enough. Katie, where can the folks find you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, find me on Twitter at Gildersall and YouTube Gildersall and have... Oh, <laughs> uh, people can find me at The Exalted March on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Now you do the closing. <laughs> I don't say Durette's oh. Roll. Durette's Roll. <laughs> okay. All right, Durette's Roll. All right.